can be seated. Proverbs 29:18, a very familiar scripture. If I look like I'm in pain tonight, don't feel sorry for me, just pray for me. <laughs> we had a neighbor boy one time that went to our church, visited our church. I saw him out in the yard a few days later, and uh, his name was Greg. I said, Greg, you think you'd like to be a preacher? He said, oh, no. I said, why? It's not a bad life. He said, that's not it. You have to stand up the whole church service. <coughs> he had observed that. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I want to just stop right there, and I know that's a short brief reading, but it certainly does contain a great truth. And you may be seated. I want to talk to you tonight on the subject Worldwide Revival. Basically, I'm going to give a report of our general conference. I do this every year. Our people have become accustomed to, uh, to this, and they want to hear it. Last year I gave it, and then I decided I'd go to our district planning session and give it, which I did, and I had most all of our ministers who want the notes. They wanted to go back and give this. Uh, anyone who has gone to the conference this past year, anyone who went to the conference, you know that uh, this was a very remarkable conference held in Milwaukee. Uh, next year it's going to be in Des Moines, Iowa. And uh, from there, I'm not for sure. I think we go to San Antonio and then to Louisville, and then I think we go to Toronto, Canada. And uh, this will uh, be a happy note for Kim uh, Derber. Uh, someone was talking about going to Toronto. I said, we're going way up north. I actually think Madison is a little further north than Toronto. I'm not for sure, but it's uh, approximately on the, the same, uh, what would that be, longitude, latitude going around the earth. All right, so uh, Toronto may be just a smidgen, that's a good southern word for a little bit, south of Madison. I'm not for sure. Ken probably knows, is it? It's above, is it north of Madison? Just due east, all right, just about the same. But uh, we'll be going to Canada, as far as I know. Uh, I, I want to say this about our general conference. We just, we just never had one any greater uh, when we go this far north, naturally, uh, we do not attract the crowd that we do when we go down south because when we get in the Bible Belt, you just have a lot of Pentecostals showing up. Uh, the arena that we had here was considerably larger than most arenas that we have. The Bradley Center, the way it was set up, would seat 22,500 uh, we probably had 15,000 strong at the most there. Maybe not even that many. It could have been a few more, but uh, we did have a very, very good crowd. Considerably larger than we have when we go to Salt Lake City, and that's been a favorite place of ours. The city has been most accommodating. But I am amazed that the city of Mad uh, Milwaukee kind of rolled out the red carpet for us. When we found out that we were having a conference uh, here in the state. Uh, I decided that we need to do some promoting, all of which we formed a public relations committee. 
And they put together a brochure, and it was mailed out to all of our fellowship. And we began to promote. We met with city officials, that is, the city officials that have to do with the Bradley Center, the convention center. And uh, they were most pleased that we were willing to put some uh, advertising into uh, into the conference. And I found this out. When you get the media behind you, that is, when you go to the, uh, to the newspapers and you are willing to pour... Uh, large sums of money into the newspaper for advertising, they get behind you. And when they get behind you, then uh, the whole city gets behind you. To our amazement, when we arrived, a lot of the streets had signs, Welcome United Pentecostal Church. We went into restaurants some way out on the periphery of the city, and they, their waitresses, uh, waiters, hostess, uh, Personnel were wearing caps that said, Welcome, United Pentecostal Church. Quite a few had buttons, Welcome, United Pentecostal Church. The last night uh, that I was there, uh, we went way out on 27th Street, out close to 894, and uh, the manager came on and just thanked all of the people from the United Pentecostal Church for coming and uh, patronizing uh, the Omega restaurant. Of course, uh, the way they do the roasted chicken there, that's, I'll tell you, <coughs> you know, <laughs> you can't keep preachers away from chickens, you know. <coughs> that's just a joke that I always make, but, you know, it is true. They really do have good, if you, I'll tell you how to get there. <coughs> Let's wait till after service if you want to. You'll want to see me after service. I'll tell you how to get there. Our ministers were willing from two years ago to put $10 a month into a special fund to help advertise our conference, and we did that, or at least most of us did that. Some were not able to, but we, we certainly didn't make it mandatory, but if, if they possibly could. And we did advertise, and they had some... Uh, you know, they just we we got real good response. We found out too, as we started advertising, that our headquarters in St. Louis was willing to match the funds. In other words, no district had done this, and we were willing to put six, seven thousand dollars in advertising. They would do that, so we did uh, probably a total of twenty thousand dollars worth of advertising in the paper. Uh, you can see out on the bulletin board an article that was written. They had several in the paper, but uh, I saw Brother Jeff Baum. In fact, his name is mentioned on that, and he was dancing in the spirit. Uh, I don't know what else he'd ever be doing, but... (laughs) 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 Oh, it's a great life, isn't it? My, we had such a great and marvelous time. On Sunday night, there was a great manifestation of God's spirit Brother Mooney, who was scheduled to preach, uh, was not able to preach. The Holy Ghost just came and took over and just waves of glory across that arena. The Spirit of the Lord fell. There was one lady. Several people were healed. Uh, They said uh, in the first two or three nights of our conference, over 100 people had already received the Holy Ghost. Twenty-six received the Holy Ghost on Friday night when Brother Urshan preached. But one lady who was in a wheelchair... She had been in a wheelchair for a long time. She got up out of that wheelchair. Not only did she walk upon the platform, she testified 
She jumped around. She danced. She, she clapped for joy. What a great, great day, you know, to see someone just receive the Holy Ghost like this. And I'm telling you, the two sisters that received the Holy Ghost this past week, uh, Sister Lisa and Sister Nikki, uh, you're in for a great experience because God is real and God is alive. And there's nothing more exciting in this planet Earth than to see the Holy Spirit move in your own personal life. It's great to see God move in somebody else's life. But to know that you can go to a church and whatever is preached, that it actually happens and you can participate in it. That it's not just a story that makes everybody feel good and they go home and wonder when it's going to happen again. But it can happen, and you know what? It can happen here tonight. I believe that with all of my heart. Now, at the conclusion of my preaching, I'm going to have you to fill this out and commit yourself uh, to this. This is something we do quarterly. This has brought about a lot of results, and I concur wholly recur with uh, with um, Brother Glenn. I don't believe I have ever seen a presentation on evangelism any better than what Brother Lemke gave us last Thursday night. It was superb all the way. God certainly stirred my heart, and I trust that he stirred your heart, and it's through the continual preaching and the stirring of hearts uh, like in, in services like that service and like this service that'll that'll get this church rapture ready praise god we experienced the greatest numerical growth and financial growth in the united pentecostal church that we've ever experienced and that was this past year and i will say this the churches that are growing the most to the amazement of a lot of people that predicted otherwise are the very conservative churches in fact some are very ultra conservative and they are really growing. God is really moving in many, many churches, but more specifically in very conservative churches. Uh, I said that to say that, that the lifestyle of the Pentecostal does not in any way discourage people from giving their heart to the Lord. Praise God. I read the scripture in Proverbs uh, twenty-nine, eighteen, where there is no vision, the people perish. Helen Keller was asked this question. She said, uh, they asked her, what is worse than being blind? She said, to have sight and not have vision. And you think about what this wise lady has said, to have sight and yet have no vision. That some people just seemingly drift through life aimlessly without purpose. And some Christians do that. Did you know that there are places where you can go to church where you just drift from one service to the next. And you go in, and you know that the, thing that are, the things that are con done and conducted in the service will be approximately what happened the last service. And it's going to be the same over and over and over and over again. Now, October the 9th, the uh, Milwaukee uh, Journal uh, reported the, uh, this... Uh, uh, report on books. I, I saw this out on on the on the bulletin board. I'm not for sure who put it out there, but uh, we have a report on a book entitled "Fire from Heaven." Now, this book is uh, was written by Harvey Cox, who happens to be a theologian, a professor of religion at Harvard University, and what he is basically saying is that 
that the Pentecostal, uh, the power of Pentecost is sweeping the world, contrary to what a lot of people uh, said would happen. That uh, Pentecost that was introduced into the world uh, around the turn of the century, that it'll, it'll be here for a little while and then it'll leave. Of course, we know that Pentecost was not introduced around the turn of the century. Pentecost was introduced by Jesus Christ in the book of Acts. Praise God. Someone asked me, what branch are you from? I said, I'm not from a branch, or I'm not a branch of anything. We were, we were grafted right into the stump. Uh, this, this is for real. This is genuine. It's mighty. And it's true. And... Uh, what he is saying is that, that it appears that the world is in for another great awakening. Uh, and, of course, contrary, he said, to what we thought, uh, even though the media would not admit it, it's happening anyway. Usually you have to have the media behind you to have something of this magnitude to happen. But, but the media has constantly uh, been against uh, uh, the Pentecostal movement and and uh, because it's not in the mainstream of Christianity, but contrary to this, the Lord continues to move and continues to bless, and God be, continues to pour out, pour out His Spirit upon this planet Earth like never before. I believe, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that we are experiencing right now the start of the greatest revival the planet Earth has ever known. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Our church, uh, this past year, uh, we appointed a council on worldwide revival. Of course, this comes through Global Vision, Brother Cisco who is a dear friend of mine, a dear friend of this church, is in charge of a global vision. Basically what we're just trying to do, and I have a pamphlet here on, on the worldwide revival. There's a message by the Brother Urshan inside. Several of our pastors are speaking, and then it gives the, the members that are involved in this. We're trying to get members involved in this who are not overworked already. That is, not on a lot of committees, but people who can give a lot of thought uh, to revival. On the back side, there's Brother T.W. Barnes. The vision came. Uh, Brother Barnes ministered at our conference. As most of you know, Brother Barnes, pastors in Menden, Louisiana, or did. I think he's retired now. He's 84, 85 years old. He preached at our conference. He's been greatly used to the Lord, but he talks about a vision that he saw in which God's Holy Spirit was being poured out upon all flesh. This is prophesied in the Scripture. And then uh, B Brother Billy Cole preached a message here in Wisconsin, when the whole earth shall know him. And uh, that's mentioned in here. And he's talking about the great revival that's taking place in Europe, in Asia, South America, Central America, the, the Pacific, South Pacific regions, in Africa, and then, of course, in North America. We are expecting... God to do great things, greater things than we've ever seen before. I appreciate the prayer that's going on here at Calvary Gospel Church, the, the dedication, uh, the unity. Uh, I hear so many stories as superintendent 
of our district. I hear so many stories about uh, havoc in churches and problems in churches. And I, I just want to thank all of you for your uh, deliberate effort to unify yourself. You know, unity is just it's a matter of choice. that You choose, and you, and you have to discipline the flesh in, in order to stay unified. And I just really do appreciate you here at Calvary Gospel Church. We are having one of our greater years, and I really do thank the Lord so very, very much for this. I really thank God for this. Now, I'm going to go into the various departments. Now, a lot of this information is going to be old hat to some of you. You've heard it. A lot of it will be boring to others. As you well know, when you go to our general conference, there's a lot of, uh, what should I say, promotion going on. It, it is a conference. Uh, we don't call it a convention. We call it a conference. This is when we go and confer. We get together. We make plans for the next year. And uh, you'll be in some services that are not that interesting, but nevertheless, there are services that have to take place. Um, our Ladies Auxiliary Department. I want to talk first about the Ladies Auxiliary. I, I think our ladies have done such a great job. Of course, we start here at home. Uh, we have a lot of projects that go on throughout the year. More specifically, in the fall of the year, up to Christmas time, we make peanut brittle. I think Sister Grant's planning on kicking off this next Wednesday night for peanut brittle making. But uh, people come in and sacrifice their time, mostly ladies. Some of the men are doing this. Um, in fact, it's catching on more and more and more with the men. Thanks to Brother uh, uh, Burry. Uh, I really do appreciate him jumping in. He has been such a great help. He comes from a church in Milwaukee in which uh, a lot of the men are involved, and they make peanut brittle to a greater extent than what we make it. And he's come here and, and jumped in, and he's been just a superb help if he just get his wife to come in and help a little bit more with it, you know. He's trying to convert her, but <laughs> Sister Martha, I'm just teasing. <coughs> or was I? <coughs> I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> Martha's a great sport, I'll tell you. <coughs> oh, praise God. <laughs> our district, first, I, I think our church turned in $4,000, wasn't it, Sister Rutherford? Around four, $4,000 to this. Our district won first place in Category C, of our fellowship, Category C is the category representing churches or districts with 35 to 70 churches. The Wisconsin district turned in $41,403.43. Now, the second largest offering was the Washington State District of $32,548.19. So you can see that uh, we outdistanced the, the second place uh, uh, church or district quite a bit, but uh, our, here in our district, the Parkway Church in Oak Creek was second in the nation and given with an offering of $7,000. I just really do thank the Lord for that. Now, <clears throat> as you well know, a lot of this offering is used in foreign countries for the support of uh, uh, missionaries. When we say missionaries, we're talking about resident missionaries or preachers. Basically, uh, national workers who go to a Bible school, it's, it's six months long, and uh, most of the preachers that we find on foreign soil do not have the education that our preachers here in the state have. In fact, uh, I was talking to one missionary, I happened to be in his field of labor, and he said, Brother Grant, 
and just keep your teaching very simple. Most of the preachers we have have an education as far as Bible knowledge about what your average junior high class student would have. And we, he said average junior high student. Many of them that are raised in the church have a greater knowledge because most of these people were not raised in the church. They know Acts 2.38 and John 3.16 and a few scriptures, and they do real well when it comes to spreading the gospel because they're willing to share what they know, but they don't know a whole lot. So this past year, through the Mother's Memorial Giving, we were able to send 18,361 trained, or we were able to train that many national workers in our Bible schools to go out and preach the gospel. This is the largest group that we've ever been able, able to, to train. The total Mother's Memorial giving was $1,262,505.53. This was up by 104000 over 1993, and I really thank the Lord for this. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. I, I want to stop and ask you to pray for me. I hope I can continue to do this. I've, I'm, I'm really having a problem right now. Would you pray for Brother Grant? Just pray for me, would you? Lord Jesus, I love you, God. I worship you. God, you know I want to do this. You know, Lord, that this is very important, and I am asking right now that you touch my knee, that the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ would move. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, I'll be all right. Our youth department, our youth department has done a tremendous job this past year. My brother Jerry Jones, who is a very dear friend of mine, uh, has been in charge of the youth department for a good number of years. Because of age, uh, he had to uh, give up his leadership. Brother Daryl Johns is now the new leader, and Brother Johns is such a remarkable person. Our, Christ, our, our She's for Christ uh, offering that's taken, and She's for Christ is an offering that's taken that primarily is responsible for the purchasing of vehicles for our missionaries and also for national workers throughout the world. Many of them uh, use bicycles, some motorcycles, uh, some various and, 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 and other forms of transportation. But for the most part, four-wheel drive vehicles that can get up and down roads that most of us never travel on. That's what we basically purchase. And, of course, as you know, when you go overseas and you purchase, purchase some of these vehicles, they are extremely expensive, extremely expensive. But our She's for Christ uh, motto is She's for Christ moves the gospel. And I don't know of anything more appropriate than that. Our total She's for Christ giving uh, nationally was $2,701,407. It was up $487,000 over 1993. I really thank the Lord for that. In Wisconsin, we had a good year. We had $38,000 turned in. Uh, that was up almost $2,000 from 1993. Here at our church, we gave $1,500, and I really thank the Lord for that. I think this next year, I want to challenge all of you in all of these areas to give more than we've ever given before. It takes money 
and it takes men to, to get the gospel out. And I believe that, that God is revealing to people that they only have just a short period of time to work. And whatever we do, we're going to have to put a lot of finances and a lot of effort in it, put ourselves in it, and be willing to give like we've never given before. The largest offering was turned in by uh, Brother G.A. and Anthony Mangan in Alexandria, Louisiana, $35,283. That's a lot of money. But, uh, of course, they have a large church. You're going to find out more about that a little bit later on. I think uh, one of the, the great things that happened at conference concerning the young people was the youth service itself. It started with a prayer meeting. We took a bus to Milwaukee, and our children were to arrive at 11 o'clock. Several reasons why we wanted to do this. Uh, Brother Frank Zenobia, who is the district secretary for our youth, he came up with this idea. He presented it to Brother Darrell Johns. It went over so well. And we decided that we wanted to have a youth prayer meeting, meeting at 11 o'clock. The youth service on Friday starts at 12. And we asked all of our area pastors if they could bus young people over there. I don't know how many of our young people went, but we turned out our Christian school in the Upper Academy, and uh, we took all of our young people over. How many people rode the bus, Brother Eckenrod? 25, uh, 25 people from our church. Of course, Brother and Sister Eckenrod were able to go, and we were hoping we'd kind of set a goal in our district of having at least 700 uh, people in that prayer meeting. We were surprised when over around or over 1,500 young people turned up uh, in that particular hall that we had rented for uh, this service. And to see these young people walk into that youth service, Sister Grant and I got a special seat where we could just watch the young people. And, and uh, of course, it's a big arena, and you can't always see the, the individual faces. Sister Grant has a pair of binoculars that we take, and you could just see... Well, young person after young person, and here's one of ours, and then here's one of ours, and here's one of ours. And I didn't have the, the binoculars, but I saw uh, a couple of our boys come in because they were towering much higher than Brother Daniel. I saw him come in, and Chris come in. I said, oh, we don't need binoculars to catch those guys. But <clears throat> they walked in, and, and then Brother B.J. Wilmoth preached a great move of the Lord to see these young people giving their lives, giving their hearts to the Lord like they did, it was just great. And they had a reserve section down front where all these young people came in. Let me tell you something. To see these young people come in, dressed up, looking nice, free of drugs and alcohol and a lot of the other garbage that young people, baggage are picking up nowadays, it's a real testimony to biblical truth. It's a testimony to the Lord Jesus Christ for what He can do. Take a lie. Transform it. Shape it. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a big hand for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. To see our young people giving their lives and giving their hearts to the Lord, it was just, it was just great. Then in Whole Missions, we have a program in Whole Missions called Vision 2000. We have a program to, to start 3,000 churches by the year 2000. Now, we started that goal in 1990, and right now we are actually ahead of schedule. Uh, 
It might surprise you to know, but here in North America, when we say North America, we're talking about the United States and Canada. We are starting one church every 1.54 days. So every day and a half, a new church is started here in North America. Praise God. I really thank the Lord for that. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. At this present time, we have licensed with the United Pentecostal Church 7,618 ministers here in North America. We have 3,696 uh, churches. Now, naturally, when we say 3,000 churches, you can't just add 3,000 to that number because you have churches that are small and churches that fold up and they don't continue to operate. Uh, we want to be real about this when we, when we give these figures um, there, you know, we we while we are starting one point five, one church every one point five days, there are churches that uh, that just uh, uh, they close up, and we have some here in our state. We have fifty four churches here in our state, and we have a couple of churches that are tiny, and we don't have pastors there. Sister Grant and I went and preached in a church not long ago. There were only two people from that local assembly there. They're down in number. And I, I just trust that you're praying for these. Uh, we have a couple of churches that are just in dire need of pastors, and we just really do need to pray for these these places. But I thank the Lord that, that we do have almost 4,000 churches here and, of course, almost 8,000 ministers here in North America. God is just blessing like never before. This number is exploding. It's exploding beyond... Uh, 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 the expectation of a lot of people in, in the religious ranks that, that, that keep uh, a track of organizations. Uh, quite often you'll find the name of the United Pentecostal Church in, in publications uh, uh, concerning the number of ministers and churches that uh, they are or we are adding. In uh, Home Missions, our Christmas for Christ offering, uh, this past year, and the Christmas for Christ offering is an offering that's taken that uh, is directly responsible for the establishing of new churches in North America, $1,549,975.71 were turned in here in Wisconsin. Our offering exceeded 75000 and here in our church, we were 17th in the nation. Now, last year, we were 6th in the nation. This year, we were 17th in the nation with an offering of $5,000. Last year, we turned in $10,202. I'm hoping that this year in Christmas for Christ, we'll be able to do better than we've ever done before. Praise God. Better than we've ever done before. And it's not a matter of just saying, well, give, 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 give. There is a reason why we're giving. I don't believe that this church or any church can give to the world a better gift than another church. Praise God. I do not believe that. I believe that the greatest gift you could give to Jesus Christ is another church because it was Jesus' blood on Calvary that purchased the church of the living God. And we are all here because somebody cared a long time before we cared and somebody invested a long time before we invested. I want to go to the Sunday school department. This is where the figures, I think, get very, very exciting. Uh, we have the largest Sunday school ever. 
uh, in North America this past uh, Easter. Easter is the time which we take attendance. Now you have to understand that this uh, possibly is inflated, but this is what all organizations do. Um, I recently read a report from a religious magazine, and they keep track of all the Sunday schools in America, and I noticed Brother Haney's church was listed as 25th. Brother Haney is a pastor of Christian Life uh, Center in Stockton, California, and his was the 25th largest church in America. Uh, on Easter Sunday this past year, he had 5,525 in Sunday school. Now, that's a lot of people. Uh, about three years ago, they had a big drive, and he had 8,700 in Sunday school. That is a lot of people. Uh, in uh, Alexandra, Louisiana, uh, Brother uh, Mangan had 4,760 in Sunday school. I don't know how big Alexandria is, but it's, it's a pretty small city. I think it's about 45,000, 50,000. It's not a real big city. But if, if you can feature a church having almost 5,000 in attendance in a city that small, it's, it's unbelievable. But they do it. They believe in prayer. And, and, I mean, they really do believe in prayer. Sister Mangan uh, preached to us at our conference about prayer and just, just brought to everyone to their knees. Brother Randy Keyes in Modesto, California, had 3,253 in church. Brother Von Morton in Fresno, California, had 3,041. Uh, Brother Kilgore in Houston, Texas, had 2,240. Uh, then we have a church in California uh, with 2,100. We have another church in California with 17. Uh, then number eight on the list uh, is our Oak Creek Church Parkway, pastored by Brother Frank Tamil, 1,675. And two churches in North Carolina, 1,649 and 1,564. Now you have to cooperate by sending it in. Otherwise, uh, we don't know and possibly... We had some churches that were larger than some of these. But uh, it is amazing what God is doing. God is doing a great, great work in the planet Earth. We had our greatest attendance in Wisconsin about three years ago, and, and uh, we're, we're sorry to say that we've been down here in Wisconsin the last couple of years, but the uh, truth of the matter is it, it's been due to bad weather. We've had the ex driving rain and storm this past year and the year before a big snowstorm. But here in Wisconsin, with 54 churches, we had 7,436 in attendance. Our overall attendance in North America was 400,991 in Sunday school. This is a considerable uh, increase from 1993. I just say thank the Lord for that. Praise God. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a big hand for this. Praise God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, the great reports are coming in from overseas, as you well know. Brother Billy Cole's been involved in the Ethiopian campaign. Uh, Brother Billy Cole has asked me to go with him several times. This year, he, I had to let him know. Uh, I, I'm, I, I think it was September 28th. It, it was September 28th, and I called him on the 28th and told him, I said, Brother Cole, I just don't think I can go. But he made me promise that I'd go in 1996. 
But uh, <clears throat> this past year, uh, the reports that were uh, originally uh, published, they reported about 70,000 people to receive the Holy Ghost. They had 250,000 people in attendance in one service, and they reported about 70,000. But uh, when all the records came in, and the way they keep records, uh, it's, it's very unique, but they're, they're very precise. If the people that receive the Holy Ghost there do not go back home, wherever they came from in the country, and report back to United Pentecostal Church and are baptized, they don't count them. So uh, they only had record, that is the names and addresses, uh, of 25,000 people that received the Holy Ghost. Now the year before that, they documented over 60. The year before that, over 50,000. But nevertheless, God has moved in a great, great way overseas. And we're having entire organizations to, to come into fellowship with us. Some of them are Trinitarian organizations where they're receiving uh, the revelation of the mighty God in Christ, baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is happening throughout the world. I really thank God for this. Our foreign missions giving this past year was better than ever before. $14,784,000 were given to foreign missions. Wisconsin, our district here is very high in giving, we were about fourth or fifth in the nation. Wisconsin gave over three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Fifty-four churches gave over three hundred and sixty thousand dollars to foreign missions. At this time, we have two hundred and seventy-seven missionaries. That is full-term missionaries. One hundred and eighty-five short-term missionaries. We have a total of four hundred and sixty-two missionaries from North America ministering throughout the world in 122 nations. And I'll tell you, there's some great reports coming in about the Russian church. All over Russia, we're, we're finding out that people, uh, you know, in, in an underground fashion, while the communist people were so cruel to these people, put a lot of them in prison, they continue to grow. And there are literally hundreds of thousands of people that have been baptized in Jesus' name, and they have the revelation of the oneness of God. I really thank the Lord for this. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Overseas last year, we're reporting to have 104,324 people baptized in Jesus' name. 151,935 received the Holy Ghost. We, at this present time overseas, has, have 14,551 churches. Our total constituents overseas at this time is 1,623,030 people. Now keep in mind, it was only two years ago that we were reaching for the 1 million mark, and now two years later we're reporting 1,623,030 people baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's lift our hands and praise the Lord for that. Oh, hallelujah. Now, this figure doesn't mean a whole lot to, to most of you, but the total revenue of the United Pentecostal Church, as far as outreach is concerned, that is what we put into evangelism this past year, the year of 1993-94, we have a fiscal year. It starts July 1st and goes through June 31st. Um, but the total numbers of dollars... $25,710,070 went into evangelism 
We now have overseas 11,332 preachers. Here in the nation, we have 7,618. We have a grand total of 18,950 preachers worldwide. Praise God. Here in the States, we have 3,696 preachers, or pardon me, churches overseas, 14,551. We have a total of 18,247 churches worldwide. Can you say praise the Lord for that? Now, when we add our overseas constituents of 1,623,030 with the pre with the uh, uh, people that we have here in, on stateside of 400,991, we have a grand total of 2,024,021 people affiliated with the United Pentecostal Church. We're talking about people who have been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Praise God. Two million, twenty-four thousand, and twenty-one. And you know, John, in Revelation 7, verse 9, he said, I saw a number that no man could number, a number from every kindred, nation, and tongue, from the east and the west, the north and the south. They came to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob around the throne of God. Oh, hallelujah. And we are seeing this thing exploding like never before. Let me tell you something. If you're in this assembly tonight and you, are, uh, you do not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to tonight. Because the Bible says His house must be full. And only God knows, only God knows when the precious fruit of the earth should be redeemed and taken home to glory to be with Him. But I'm expecting the trumpet to blow any moment now. I believe it could blow any moment now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And to think that just two years ago, we were saying, if we could only have a million people baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And please keep in mind, we're talking about only with the United Pentecostal Church. I do not personally believe that you have to belong to the United Pentecostal Church to be saved. I do not believe that. And I would say that if we had a tally worldwide, we'd find as many or more people outside the United Pentecostal Church baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. We are by far the largest Jesus' name oneness movement, but there are many, many, many others, some in foreign countries that never heard of the United Pentecostal Church. I said all that to say this, that only God knows how many people worldwide are baptized in His name and filled with His Spirit. Praise God. Only God knows. But I will say, uh, as far as we're concerned, you know, we were scratching for a million just two years ago, and now two years later, we see over two million people baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to stand with me at this time, if you would. Now, you have in your possession your, your commitment form. I put mine aside. I'm a little awkward here tonight. I, I'm, I'm having problems with all these papers that I have. But you have your commitment form. I'd like for you to take that, if you would, and fill that out. And we're going to give you an opportunity to come and, and, and give that to the Lord here at the altar. You make this commitment not to Pastor Grant. You make this commitment not to Brother Glenn Uselman, who is our outreach director. But you make this to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. You have another one of these. Somebody bring me another one. I don't know what I did with mine. I... <clears throat> 
Thank you, Sister Martha. We want you to carefully consider this. Bring a friend to church. In other words, bring at least one visitor this quarter. How many of you could do that? You don't raise your hand, but we want you to write it down. Just check this if you're able to. A home Bible study teacher. Teach a two or ten lesson home Bible study this quarter. How many of you can do that? Constant contact consciousness. In other words, during the course of the week, every week, will you be conscious of the fact that people are lost and undone without Jesus? That, that there's some people that are on their way to a devil's hell. Some will go there. They will go there simply because that they were not reached. You know, Jesus made a very profound statement. I spent a lot of time pondering over this. It seems strange that some people would be lost because they, they really never heard. I, I, I just don't know how to, in my own uh, finite way of thinking, I, I really don't know how to, uh, to comprehend this. Jesus made this statement. He said, in the day of judgment, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon uh, than for these people. He's talking about people that you went to and, and uh, you preached the gospel and they wouldn't listen. Now, Jesus said the reason why is because Tyre and Sidon, even though the judgments of God rained upon them, it was very evident that God was sick of their iniquity. He said they would have repented. But do you know what he said? Do you know why Jesus said they didn't repent? Because nobody went to preach to him. Now, that's what he said. He said nobody went to preach to him. I'm just glad I wasn't one of those. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, at times it's almost like it's an indictment that we have to promote revival services, that we have to promote evangelism that we have to beg people to come to prayer meetings. It should be our greatest privilege and pleasure. At any rate, I want you to mark these. One by one, I'd like you to come and put these on the altar, if you would. And then, if we have people here that do not have the Holy Ghost... This is a good night for you to receive the Holy Ghost. I know that this is a presentation that you usually don't hear in a local assembly. I, I feel that it's only right that we report back to our people who have labored so long and hard all year long and given so much of their time and of their talents to the cause of the Lord. If you're here without the Holy Ghost in this simple service, come and give your heart to the Lord. Come on up and just bring your papers up and leave them on the altar. Would you do that? Just bring them on up. And if you need the Holy Ghost, 
you come to and just find a place to kneel around the front here. I know it's a little congested now, but there's enough room for you to come.